You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Welcome to the Wikipedia for Terms of Service Agreements by Ariel Pardes. Most people spend very little time thinking about the terms of service that govern life online. The agreement appears in a flash. We affirm that I agree to the terms of service, and then it's all quickly forgotten. Until, of course, something goes wrong. Last week, when Mark Zuckerberg appeared before Congress to defend Facebook, more than one senator pointed to the company's terms of service. Could Facebook's users be reasonably expected to understand what they're signing up for? I would imagine probably most people do not read the whole thing, Zuckerberg responded, but everyone has the opportunity to and consents to it. What if, before you consented, you could at least read the spark notes? That's the goal of 2SDR, short for Terms of Service Didn't Read, a website that turns lengthy terms of service agreements into bulleted summaries and then rates those terms from Class A, very good, to Class F, very bad. It functions as a sort of Wikipedia for terms of service agreements. Anyone can submit a bullet point and share their analysis of a service's terms, which get turned into a rating of a site's overall policy. The site, which has existed since 2012 but is relaunching next month on a new platform, hopes to create a broad network of shared knowledge. If nobody can individually read these terms, says Hugo Roy, who helped create 2SDR, then we have to figure out a collective solution. The idea for 2SDR came about in 2011. Roy, then a law student, had been hanging around the Berlin hacker scene when he met Michel de Jong, a programmer, and Jean-Christophe Borchardt, a designer. The three shared an interest in digital rights activism and marveled one day about how easy it was for websites to change their terms of service without notifying users. What's more, it was near impossible to make sense of how those changes would affect you as a user or make informed decisions about using certain sites. For years, the European Union had issued grades to commercial appliances to make it easier for consumers to understand what machines were most energy efficient. You don't have to know about how electricity works or how a washing machine works. You just have a rating which will tell you this is good, this is bad, says Roy. What if they created a similar system for services on the Internet? 
The trio brought the idea to Chaos Communications Camp, a quasi-burning man for hackers in the German countryside. The festival gave them the opportunity to hash out what a site like 2SDR might look like and how it would translate dense terms of service into useful bits of information. Borchardt, the designer, took inspiration from the EU's energy label and created a color-coded scale to show which services had the most and least user-friendly terms. But unlike the EU system, 2SDR wouldn't have a dedicated agency to issue grades. Instead, they'd let the group decide. The fact that GitHub's terms allow users to request indefinite removal of your personal information? Great. The fact that Instagram can retain your content even after you delete your account? Not so great. It's a collective of users organizing themselves to discuss and rate and try to come up with an agreement on what's good and what's not, says Roy. The idea went over well, and after Chaos Communication Camp, the trio decided to turn the idea into reality. Zhang and Borchardt were both working full-time on other projects, but Roy had taken the year off from law school for an eight-month internship, which left him four months of free time to work on 2SDR. While Zhang and Borchardt created a prototype of the site, Roy started in on legal analysis. He also formed a Google group where people could submit summarized terms of services that Roy would enter into a database. One day, Roy brought up the project at Hack and Tell, a weekly event in a Berlin cafe for hackers to share what they'd been working on. He hadn't planned to announce the project officially, it was still mostly an idea, but the next day he got a call from a German journalist who wanted to write about 2SDR. The press attention led to a jolt of public interest. People started emailing Roy, Borchardt, and Zhang, asking how they could get involved. For me, I just wanted to see what we could come up with and show how it could be done, says Roy. And then, because of all this interest, we were like, whoa, how do we make this more stable? It was a question the trio wasn't prepared to answer. Roy was running out of time before he had to return to law school. With Borchardt and Zhang both working full-time, the Google group quickly became unmanageable. The submissions began to pile up, and 2SDR began to languish. By 2016, 2SDR was barely even a side project for Roy, who'd moved on to a career as a lawyer. Then he met a software developer named Chris Talib at a party in Paris. Talib considered himself something of an internet optimist, interested in projects that improved the web. So when Roy told him that no one had continued developing 2SDR, it didn't take long to convince him to take up the mantle. In his spare time, Talib has worked to create a more functional version of 2SDR. The biggest problem? There was no easy way to contribute to the site. If 2SDR was going to look like Wikipedia, it needed the equivalent of a software tool like Wikimedia. We didn't have software to make it easy to contribute, says Roy. So, Talib, along with programmer Madeline O'Leary, developed a platform called Phoenix, which makes it easy to submit and search information in the 2SDR database. In the new platform, you can quickly enter the service, the summary, the analysis, and the rating, along with a link to the original language in the Terms of Service Agreement. Talib says he plans to introduce the platform to 2SDR next month, around the same time that the General Data Protection Regulation, a new standard for consumer data protections, goes into effect across the European Union. If you ask Talib, the refresh marks the second age for 2SDR.
The project didn't quite take off back in 2012, not because of lack of interest, but because of lack of tools. Since then, someone has created a browser extension that brings up the abbreviated terms of service when you open a website like Facebook or YouTube, and a group of developers are building on a scraper tool called TOSBack that tracks how terms of service change over time. With Talib and O'Leary working in Phoenix to streamline submissions, they hope 2SDR can grow into something bigger. 2SDR isn't without its faults. It's not designed to be a legal resource. It doesn't use sophisticated software or artificial intelligence to translate the full terms of service. All the content is user-generated, which means the information is only as good as the humans who submit it. Some people misunderstand the terms they're reading or submit inaccurate descriptions of a service's terms. When you search Facebook on 2SDR, you'll find a bullet point that says, Facebook UI induces oversharing. Maybe true, though definitely not part of the site's terms. But the system is designed to correct itself. Two SDR users can have discussions about what's listed there, just like Wikipedia editors collectively decide how history is summarized. The more people share, the better the resource becomes. In its ideal form, 2SDR would become a place not only to review the terms of services we're agreeing to, but to discuss what they mean. Does it matter if a site can delete your content at any time? What does it mean if there's a broad copyright license? Where's all that data going anyway? Roy sees this kind of collective conversation as part of a larger movement to democratizing information online. Whether the terms are good or bad or somewhere in between, the more we know, the better chance we have of one day demanding the terms we deem fit. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.